Welcome to episode 13. My name is Patsy the Angry Nerd. I am joined today, as always, by my co-host, the one who covered for me at work this week (laughs) while I was day drinking on the beach, Ironborn Agent Nicole. Hello, everybody. We are also joined by our resident prisoner, for lack of a better word, Johnny Wolfenstein. Did you guys at least bring me food this time? Uh, we... We brought drinks. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll eat the plastic bottles after. That'll, that'll sustain me. There's no meat in them. Uh, well, they, they are... I guess I guess they're vegan, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, we are also joined, making her triumphant return back to the podcasting world by my better half, who I just celebrated seven years with, seven years of captivity... Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> yep, seven years of Stockholm Syndrome, and that's a hashtag. My better half, my missing piece, the lovely, the wonderful Ashes Von Nightmare. I'm back, bitches. I like how I'm in the middle of you two, like she was sick of you. You know, I spent a week with him at the Cape, and I'm just done. It was just I'm us. I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, it was just us. I was chained to uh, something. Chained to something. You're chained I don't know. to the vineyard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I drank a lot of wine. <laughs> wow. And we have a very special guest this week making his debut on the Throwdown Thursday podcast. If he was a knight, he would be Sir Rosis. He has his own private jet. Uh, he was the inspiration for the smoke monster on Lost. He thought. Hold on. I don't. <laughs> Oh, wow. I cannot read my own writing. He thought the sexy dicks were cute for a while. He is Michael Ravenshadow. Bomboleo. That this looks is... like sexy ducks. Yes, yes, yes. I enjoy sexy ducks quack, quack. Uh, for about an hour. That's what I like. Sexy dicks were cute for a minute. <laughs> I was right. I wrote it a little while ago, and I thought it said 60, and I was like, 60 doors? What the fuck is this? Are you still drunk from your vacation? Probably. I feel like it. You're a writer, right? Yeah. That is bad penmanship. It is bad penmanship, but I was rushing around because I had to do a lot of research this week. I didn't do any research while I was on vacation. I did it once I got home, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what we did this week. We uh, did some research once we got home. (laughs) So, this week, we are uh, starting a, a, another two-part mini-series. Uh, we're going to be covering a couple of Marvel characters that have their own Netflix show. Uh, one being Jessica Jones. And then next week, uh, coinciding perfectly with the premiere of his own show, we'll be discussing Mr. Luke Cage, Hero for Hire. So... We have a couple of things that we like to do on this show there, uh, Mr. Raven Shadow. Yes. And one of them is a segment called Getting Into Character, where we ask you a few questions. You look like you're going to say something, Nicole. Can you read your questions? I can read your questions. <laughs> I, I made sure I wrote those, those uh, much better. Okay, just making sure. I did sure. not write this, this uh, section of notes with my foot. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck Wookiee? Is that what it says? <laughs> Something like that. Could Chuck Burt Ward? The fuck? Why don't you have Nicole go first? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
We have a few questions. Uh, Are you ready for your five questions? Uh, Yes, I'm ready. Now, one of them we accidentally covered off the air, but (laughs) we will will get back to that because I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, So question number five, what is your all-time favorite comic storyline? Storyline? Yeah, you know, like Maximum Carnage, Infinity Gauntlet, shit like that. It's a good fucking question, Pasty. Um, <laughs> all favorite storyline of all time. So not favorite series, just like storyline. Yeah, like it could be a story. Like for me personally, it's the Nightfall storyline. That's fair. You know what? What comes to mind? Um, it might not. It's it's realistically, it's probably top ten. But what came to mind was uh, Craven's Last Hunt. Oh, excellent! Um, with Spider Man, and it's one of those storylines where if you're not uh, a fan of Spidey, you think he's a wuss, this and that. This is the one that we like. Yo, this is the shop of shiznit. You know what I'm saying? I totally agree with you. You know, he's married for a week. Uh, he comes across Craven, who's you know loin clothed, you know hunter. <laughs> They're ambushed on a rooftop, and he's and Craven gets him in a net. And Spidey's like, "Come on, Crave Chakes. You know what I mean? Like, you're not gonna do anything. Why?" You just let me go, and you can run a muck back to the jungle. And he shoots him in the face. Um, turns out it's a tranquilizer dart, but then he buries Peter Parker in a grave, and then assumes Spidey's you know guys and runs a muck in the city, uh, wreaking havoc. And Mary Jane is out of her mind, and this vermin who's this weird creature running a muck, licking cops and causing chaos. It's fucking excellent. And that's uh, that's. Correct me if I'm wrong. I might be thinking of something else, but isn't that the one drawn by Todd McFarlane? No, it was. Oh, Mike. I'm thinking of the Calypso one. You think of Calypso? Yes, yeah. that was his ongoing um, uh, attempt at writing. But no, uh, Mike Zeck. Okay. Who he drew the first Punisher miniseries mm-hmm. uh, and drew Cap for a while. So um, yeah, great stuff. I crossed over in all the books, but uh, yeah, I love it. So Craven's Last Hunt. Yeah, that's a that's a hell of a good story. All right. Um, what is your least favorite thing that you have to do on a regular basis? And be specific. Uh, trick or treat radio every <laughs> Friday morning. Uh, no, no, I enjoy that. Um, at least that's you get a fucking. We need a, how long is this show? Um, the fucking cat box. It sucks. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I will. Uh, I will agree yes. with you on that. that yes. does suck. All right, put together a team of five funny comic book characters that you'd like to see in a story, like five guys that you think would go really well to each other, you know, bouncing off each other, uh, that you think would make a hell of a good uh, good comic book. All right, uh, Creeper, Blue Beetle, uh, Deadpool, um, and Madcap. You got one more. Is that four? Yeah. That was four. Beetle, Creeper, Deadpool, and Madcap. Yeah, you got to pick one more. One more. I, I feel that's four. That is yeah, the, the question five. is five. Okay, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> You're not making the four horsemen. <laughs> um, and you know what? Batman, you could have a straight man. Okay. I think that would work out actually pretty well. <laughs> Raven Chad always needs a straight man around. That's true. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> uh, a lot of times people will ask about, you know, rank the... the the portrayals of Batman in films, but okay. I'm going to ask you to rank the portrayal of Bruce Banner in TV and film, like one through four. Wow. All right. All right. Um, the portrayal of Bruce Banner. Is, only, um, is there even four? Yeah, there's four. There okay. actually is. There actually is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I just, yeah, yeah. So, all right. Now, I have a hard time with this on our show. Is one is the best. Okay. Um, <laughs> I knew where you were going. <laughs> You're a fucking smart guy, Patsy. Uh, so my least favorite banner would be Eric Bana. 
Okay. And here's why. Because the dude is fucking cut, man. Like, it's, it's puny banner. And Eric Bana is cut because the motherfucker's follow-up was Troy. Yeah. And he was, like, housing dudes, like... Yeah, he's a big jack dude. Yeah. yeah. Is it like, Bruce Bana? Yeah, it should be. <laughs> Eric um, Banner. So I would say he's four. Um, I love me some Bill Bixby. Okay. All day long. Um, let me think about it. Pause. Yeah, because you got, you got two more spots and there's two more guys. This one's four. All right, I'm going to shake it up a little bit. Um, the new guy. Mark Ruffalo, okay. who I do love him. Um, I also feel he's kind of too tall, and he's not as, as puny as, as the character kind of should be. Yeah. So I'd go Eric Bana, Mark Ruffalo, and then my man uh, Bill Bixby. Because you know, he walked, it was sad when he walked away. <laughs> every episode. He was sad when he walked away. It was away. really as a child, you know what I mean? Like, I, I would be very scared in the 70s when the intro happened, and it's in the rain, and the Hulk is forming. And then when he walked away at the end, I'm like, oh. Yeah, it was a sad thing. So, sad. so then that so then means uh, Bill Norton's Bixby. number one. And El Norton. And Elvin Norton. What's Elvin. his name? <laughs> Elvin <laughs> Norton. Edward. Elvin Norton. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's a long name. Ed. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. That wasn't the right song, but we'll take it. But you were scared, though. That's the opening. Eyes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think, I think Ed Norton. I think he was the best Bruce Banner. Okay. I, 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 can, I can get on board with that. Um, Especially that scene when he was like crying naked in the shower. Oh, just, oh, sorry, I was, I was watching his. I was I was watching his house. I had the binoculars going, <laughs> um, and I was stalking him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why he would be crying naked in the shower. That guy does all right for himself. It wasn't the film; it was part of the storyline. Yeah. But I well, think no, I, I just know. meant like you know, in in real life, because he because he lost all the fucking Avengers money because he was a dick. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> I could. Yeah, that would make me cry too. Him and Terrence Howard, who I love them both, but yeah. they done screwed the pooch. Yeah, mm-hmm. Terrence Howard must <laughs> must sit there looking at Don Cheadle like. Motherfucker. <laughs> Don Cheadle's like, all right, 7,001, 7,002. No, Empire's a good show. No, enjoy that. Um, yeah. <laughs> seven. Yeah. Hold on. I'm just, let me go count my cars. This is going to take me a couple hours. Yeah, yeah. Wait, when's round is two coming out there, Norton? <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> what are the odds? Uh, oh, there we go. <laughs> you crying, Raven Shadow? I'm a little sad. <laughs> You know the the he needs a shower the only to cry time in. this song really got to me was in the death of the Incredible Hulk when he when he fell out of an airplane and died, <sighs> which was the worst fucking thing ever. I was just thinking of Family Guy. Was I was just thinking that, y'all. I can think of a Stewie. Play the, play the sad walking away song <laughs> from the Incredible Hulk. All right, so last question because we we did do one, but uh, we did it off air, so I had a backup. What was your favorite cartoon growing up? Uh, that's a good fucking question, Patsy. He's an adult. He doesn't like cartoons. No, I'm going as fucking man. But you know, back in '82, you know, I enjoyed that. No, it's, I gotta go. I gotta go with GI Joe, man. Okay, GI Joe is my joint. Five days a week. I really got into GI Joe once uh, Sergeant Slaughter came on. <laughs> like that was that was my thing. I was like, oh, wrestling and cartoons. This is fucking awesome. And I'll be honest with you, this is a true story. I'm gonna peel back the curtain a little bit. Um, I stopped going to catechism. Uh, you know what catechism is? I do. Okay. Um, Johnny? I know what it is. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know these guys know. Um, but the problem was <laughs> that uh, a new season started and Serpenta was involved. 
and they were running amok. General Hawk was there, Beachhead. So I made a decision at the age of whatever the fuck to not go to catechism. And about four weeks passed, and my mom was like, hey, are you, why are you here on Wednesday? And I was like, mom, there's a, a new G.I. Joe season. And, and I said that. Serpentis involved, his wetsuit, leatherneck. And she was okay with that. I mean, if it was G.I. Jesus, then, like, then you'd be great. <laughs> That's a fucking show. <laughs> Serpenta versus G.I. Jesus? Hey, take that, Cobra. <laughs> we'll write that. But no, um, and I, I don't mean to offend anybody, but it's a true story. I stopped going to catechism because of G.I. Joe. Call no. <laughs> out your priorities. Yeah, no, I, I love Jesus. You know what I mean? Ain't no problem. But, Move your uh, legs back and forth like, like a scissor. scissor. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of drama there. Oh. Well, that was fun. That was I, I enjoyed those five questions. Did you enjoy the five questions? <laughs> it was exciting. Uh, we do have a uh, a little bit of a congratulatory email because, as you know, the last couple of weeks we were doing shows that our listeners had suggested for us. Um, episodes eleven and twelve. Uh, yes, eleven. I'm trying and 12. to remember which order my numbers are in, um, and I don't. I don't. I don't have a. My shoes off, so I can't count on my toes. There should be like a number song. Like I use the alphabet. Like Maybe a whole that would Bobby be a really, that would be a long <laughs> ass song. Yeah, These are the numbers that make up pi. Yeah, you'd be going for a while. Every time you get tired, you just have to go dot dot dot. <laughs> <laughs> so we did a uh, we did a couple of shows. We did um, we did. Uh, Cthulhu. Cthulhu, and then we did Guts from the anime Berserk, mm-hmm. and our, our frequent contributor, uh, Nick, had suggested um, doing Cthulhu because he wanted to know more about him, and, you know, I think we did a decent job of uh, of covering the character, you know, giving some background and some information about him. It was him. a great episode until we fucked up and not say the match. Well, you know, <laughs> there was, you know... The voicemail, yeah, the, yeah, voicemail, the voicemail topped did everything for us. Oh, sorry. It's, it's okay. okay. But uh, but yeah, Nick left us a uh, a little email about his thoughts on the episode that we did uh, for him. So uh, whenever you're ready, Johnny. Hey, Throwdown Thursday podcast, Nick here. Um, I just want to thank you guys for doing a Cthulhu episode. I uh, I didn't know you'd take my uh, you know idea seriously and do one. That's really cool. And I just didn't know it so soon. I apologize. I would have um, called in more stuff. Because I'm really... I mean, I, I said that, and I am becoming a pretty decent fan of Cthulhu. Um, I'm slowly getting into him. Like I said, I picked up that book of all the H.P. Lovecraft stories, and I obviously want to read Call of Cthulhu. Um, I have seen that movie, The Last Lovecraft, Relic of Cthulhu. It's not very good. Um... It's kind of a comedy uh, fantasy, and it's just not very good. It doesn't have really much to do with Cthulhu. More just the relic looks like Cthulhu. It's kind of bad. Um, I didn't like it, but that was my first kind of intro into it. And then I just think he looks awesome. Like, he's just a creepy, scary creature, and I cannot wait to read the story. I don't know. I've been slacking. And I'm sure I'll love it. So I will call in again once I learn more about him. But thank you very much for doing this. I did learn quite a bit. Bye. Yeah, you're welcome, Nick. Uh, actually, your your suggestion kind of sparked the idea in my brain to do a fan appreciation episodes with Patsy. Yeah, and you know, again, you know, like we said, you know, that's the whole point of this episode. I mean, this this podcast is to 
you know, learn about stuff that we don't know about and, you know, share share uh, people's love of different characters with the world, you know, or as much of it cares to listen to our show, uh, which should be uh, a lot of you. So keep listening and like it. Yeah, more. mom. Yeah. <laughs> Just you kidding. dare call out the Iron Lady? She doesn't listen to it. Yeah, you better hope She got that. mad because I started cussing on the, on the uh, air. What? Did yeah. you tell her that this has an explicit rating? For naughty language. <laughs> oh, yeah. She got mad at me earlier because I told her I was going to spend $300 on Kate Beckinsale <laughs> to meet her. <laughs> and she, like, lost her shit. Yeah, well, you know, Kate Beckinsale is worth I know, that's what I said. Priorities, Mom. And she's like, you're supposed to save up for a car. And you're like, listen, one day I'll be dead. And, like, that was it. That's the whole <laughs> argument. <laughs> <laughs> Look, mom, YOLO, okay? <laughs> YOLO. Although if I was your mom and you said YOLO, it would be really weird because I would be your mom, but I would slap you. My mom threatens to slap me all the time. <laughs> Threatening is not the same as slapping, okay? You don't know my mom. She'll slap you. Your mom is four and a half feet tall, if that. Dude, she made a grown man cry at financial aid. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people cry at financial No, no, aid. she made the director cry. She basically took his balls, squeezed them, and was like... That would make me cry. That would... I would... I would, like, make this weird, like, shriek like I was having asthma attacks. And then I would probably pass out. I feel like I should call my mom and she'll just make you cry on air. Let's give her a call right now. I already did no, that last week. No, she's sleeping. She's an old lady. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know... You know, the sun just went down 15 minutes ago. It's, you know, your your mom's a farmer, apparently. I have to be up to feed the chickens. No? All no. right, so I think... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Mom. <laughs> she is a very nice lady. I, I have met her a couple of times. Or just that once. I was going to say, I sold that one time. I don't... I forget times of things. Again, I'm still in vacation mode, so I don't, I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, and I'm exhausted. Yeah, because you had to do my job. See, I do your job easy. all the time. No, you don't. I do my job, and you just... And then I fix the shit that you do. Psst. Yeah, right. Okay. Whatever. Okay, can we go on break before I kill you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sleep-deprived. I'm really... I, I've i had my third coffee today. I will fucking kill you. Yeah, and this yes! Is, this do is it! The, and this do is it! Lucky time. 13, the death of Patsy. And this is the first time that she's actually sitting next to me in the studio. Usually there's, like, a, someone between us. Yes. And Ashes has been with you for several days in a row, so she's all for it, I think. Yeah, you know. <laughs> She'll help me. Yes. We spent so much time in the car yesterday driving <laughs> all over the cave. I will help you back. dispose of the body. Yes. Yeah, but I bought you ice cream. I have a, well, you did. I can we, buy her we ice went, cream. Hold on, I, I, have to, I have to say this, because we went to Ben and Jerry's. We went to a scoop shop out on the Cape, and if you have a chance, what was, it, what was the kind you got? It was like... Brown butter bourbon. It was deli- it was delicious. It was delicious. It was like shot of that. bourbon brown sugar ice cream with like these dark chocolate whiskey filled little dudes in there. It was delicious. Sold. They they delicious. looked like Reese's peanut butter cups, but you bite into them and like and whiskey, it's whiskey comes out. That's not a thing, is it? <laughs> it was just a cone of happiness, really. It was I mean, oh, I don't really? think there was alcohol in it, but I mean, you could, you know, you could Irish it up a little bit. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but the taste was oh, it was just yeah, so it good. It tasted it like bourbon. So oh, good. 
I was like, ice cream. I was like, oh, what's this big chunk of... Holy shit, that's whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's what, uh, that's what we did. And I, I just had to uh, mention that because it was fucking amazing. If you get a chance to go to a scoop shop, that shit's there. And a lot of times they will get rid of their, their flavors pretty quickly... Like when we went a few years ago and they had the flavor inspired by the Saturday Night Live skit. Sweaty balls. Sweaty balls. Ah, oh, those are good. But some people complained because it was offensive because ice cream can hurt you and it would melt into your safe space. Patrick really enjoyed having the sweaty balls in his mouth. Oh, my God. They were a little misshapen from being left on a hot stove too long, but they were delicious. So yeah, I think it's a, a yeah break. <laughs> we got a break. On that note, I need coffee. Can I have it's, coffee ashes, please? It's only, yeah, it's like right there. Thank she can you. hand it to you. Uh, yeah, so when, when you're ready, Mister Wolfenstein. Hey, I'm always ready. You gotta tell me when to go. Uh, okay, can you go. go now, please. <laughs> Massachusetts, a barren wasteland of dull. But in October, that changes forever. The 14th through the 16th, the Deadites will be in attendance at the Rock and Shock Horror Convention. Come hang out with the Deadites and the stars of Trick or Treat Radio all weekend long. But that's not all. On October 15th at the Cove Music Hall, the Deadites headline an all-star night of dance music and ghoulish getting down. Worcester will never be the same. And we are back. Hello. That song is, of course, uh, by our, our good, good friend, Rocky Bowick. And Hi, Rocky. I'm not going to yell at you. Even yeah. though you said on Facebook I can yell at you. I'm not going to yell at you. I'm Rocky not likes that to mean. add he likes random to stir, things. He likes to, to stir our, the pot a little bit. Yeah, he likes to add random stuff to our uh, to our uh, throwdown polls and then uh, throws everything all askew. Sons of okay. do, do you guys hey, be nice to our listeners. Do you guys know ass. the connection of how Rocky came into this whole thing? No. You guys want to hear it? Sorry, yeah. Tom. Since we're killing time, there's <laughs> someone. So I used to do internet radio with Rocky back in the day. He was the station manager. I believe it was about 2004 or five, and we were playing online games. So at the time, we were playing uh, Matrix Online, 
This is incredibly revealing and dorky, but... Uh, and they had just started up a radio station, and they were broadcasting from inside the game. Just basically, you need you just plug in the URL into a media player, and you could listen. So this was, you know, 2004 or five, like I said. So it was kind of early on before podcasts really took off. And so we did that for a while. I got to meet Rocky, and we hung out like pretty much like several nights a week, just doing the radio thing and playing games. And uh, he got to meet him in person. Him and his his awesome wife Sue. We went down to Atlantic City, had a meetup of you know for the for the station, mm-hmm. and uh, went to see Flogging Molly, and <gasps> it was a really awesome time. Got to hang out with those guys for the weekend, and he's he's a great guy, and Sue, his wife, is super super awesome as well. And uh, t- and then he found his way into saw I was doing a podcast, checked it out, and I guess uh, the rest is history. Yeah, and he's uh, he's a great contributor, both yes. uh, you know on. On uh, on air, pretty much, you know. Uh, on air, on Facebook. Yeah, calling calling stuff in. Uh, he was great on the uh, Star Wars episode that we did last year. Which oh was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's was a right. lot yep. of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we might have to do a spoiler alert. <laughs> I haven't talked to anyone about this, but we might have to do a Rogue One. Come on, boy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we're going to fit everyone in the studio, but we'll see what we can do. We'll call in. <laughs> we'll sit on laps. I don't care. Ooh. <laughs> I'm big enough. I can take two people on me. Wow. Uh, you know your Speaking wife of vacation. Is- <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> oh, yeah. So what we're doing today is, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're talking about the character Jessica Jones. Yay. Uh, Jessica Jones is a character that was introduced... Um, let's see, I, I have notes that she I can was, actually read. She was introduced in uh, 2001 yep, in the Max, yep, Max uh, Marvel uh, comics. M- Marvel decided they wanted to do something more adult themed. So, yes, like the fir- first couple of lines in the c- first um, issue of Alias was like Falk, and I was like, oh, okay, here we go, right to the down right to and the point. right to the point. She wasn't, she wasn't the only one with a Marvel Max line, though. No, Deadpool had one. Wolverine, The Punisher, yep. you know, characters that you would assume would have some more adult themes because of, you know, how they uh, act, you know, mm-hmm. and their their style of heroing. Heroing? Is that a, that a word? Sure. sure. All right. Sorry, I didn't mean to interject Oh, like no, that. no, that's fine. That's uh, You have notes, and I'm just going... Yeah, but see, you've read all the comics, and mm-hmm. I... I I'm really only familiar with this character because of the TV show, but mm-hmm. because of the TV show, I really wanted to know more about her, uh, especially c- how well Kristen Ritter portrayed oh the character. Oh, I love Kristen She's Ritter. fantastic. Have uh, you seen the show, Raven Shadow? I did. I, uh, I'm not finished, uh-huh. um, but I'm probably four or five episodes deep, um, and I, I liked it. I kind of watched it mostly for Luke Cage's appearance yeah. and for David Tennant. Yeah. Who's my dude? Um, but I actually I did not like the first issue when yep. it came out. Um, and I don't get me wrong, I am not highbrow. I love the f word. Yeah, and I love doggy style. Sorry, um, <laughs> it's all good. It's but that was how that first is- issue opened was yeah. was Jessica Jones and Luke Cage just getting on doing the deed. Um, and I just it, it felt for me 
that it was Marvel trying too hard. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with at, you. At that time. Um, and I guess I know Luke Cage has black exploitation roots. Yeah. Sweet Christmas and all that. I totally get it. Well, and sorry to interrupt, Ravenchild, but would you say that that was, that they did that to counter what was going on at Vertigo? I think it was, it was lowbrow Vertigo. Um, which maybe not. That was the end of the Preacher era. Preacher ended, yep. which raised the bar from the very smart Sandman era. Yeah. And it kind of passed the torch to what became 100 Bullets um, and then later other stuff. So, yeah, I guess it's fair to say, Johnny, that it was a more of a, 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 a badass era of Vertigo. Um, but it just seemed like trying too hard. Um, I didn't like that they kind of made Luke Cage more like 50 Cent. <laughs> yeah. At the time. Now, with that said, um, and I also didn't like Bendis' deconstruction of the Avengers. Yeah. However, I, years later, I learned that I liked his reconstruction of the Avengers. And as I heard how Alias played out, I want to go back and read the series. Yeah. As it was revealed with the Purple Man and yep. where that character went. Yep. Who I actually know that character. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to give it a second chance is where I'm, yeah. where I'm going. So Jessica Jones is a, a, a very, very flawed, broken character. Now, we talk about flawed and broken characters a lot. You know, somebody like... You know, Batman, who had you know a rough upbringing, but with Jessica Jones, I mean, she had a shit upbringing. Yeah, and you know, she did not have her powers naturally. No, nope. you know, we we uh, see her getting her powers um, in a, a traffic accident with a you know very similar to Daredevil's background, mm-hmm. <clears throat> where he's uh, comes into contact, and this seemed to be a theme with a lot of different heroes. You know. Uh, radioactive waste, you know, crazy chemicals that the government are working on, you know, that type mm-hmm. of thing. She gets ends up with these powers, but she's in a coma for, I don't know how Six long. Six months. Yeah, forever. You know, when you're a kid of, what was she, like 16 at the time? 13. 13. 13, okay. Because she, uh, she had a big crush on uh, Peter, Peter Parker. Parker. Ooh. And she was about to reveal her feelings to him. When a certain spider came down, and well, we know the rest of that story. Oh, interesting! Yeah. What was funny is I was I was reading online, and I was looking at the comics. I was like, she looks like Barb from Stranger Things. A little she kind of does, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, they hey, definitely Barb. they definitely changed her look from when she was a teenager to what uh, the Purple Man referred to as her slut suit. Yeah, um, she. Uh, she was a very complicated character. Her name was actually Jessica Campbell yep. prior to uh, her car accident. And she was uh, she went to live with a foster family. And uh, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about that there, Nicole? Um, so if you watch the series and comparing it to the comics, they're very, very similar. And if, sorry, I'm too tired. Um, so she lives with this family called the Joneses. And she's having a hard time it's it's rough she you know she she takes blame that she killed her family and um because she was uh, fucking around in the backseat yeah with her brother and her dad was distracted and yeah. that's when they got into that well in the comics she has a sister so that there's like similar a sibling yeah. yeah and i you want to keep going i'm trying to think over here <laughs> so. all right well you know she wakes up from the coma and she finds out that her parents are dead you know and you know, she now she has to go back to school, and you know everybody's making fun of her. You know, calling her coma girl and shit like you know stupid shit that right. a, that a you know high school kids would say. Yep. And 
you know, one of the the biggest bullies was also, again, the connection to Spider-Man, Flash Thompson. That was one of mm-hmm. Peter Parker's biggest bullies. And, you know, she has this, you know, big rage moment and gets, you know, kind of flings him. And she kind of sees that she has super strength, but mm-hmm. she's not really... Uh, Aware of how strong she really is. So right. she spends a lot of time testing out her power, see what, you know, she can do, what she can't do like testing the limits testing what she what potential she could have with her new powers yeah she accidentally figured out her her flight power after a a conversation with uh, peter parker Mm because who had just recently he'd only been spider-man for about six months at this point basically you know right before her parents accident is when you know like i said she was going to reveal that she had a, a crush on peter parker but he got bitten by the spider and so kind of stumbled away from her right as she's about to tap on tap him on the shoulder and be like, hey, I kind of like you. Do you like me? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the car accident. So it kind of uh, distanced them. But Peter, with his newfound powers and, and sense of responsibility, took it upon himself to kind of befriend her and tell her, like, hey, you know, I kind of feel bad for what happened to you. And she's like, oh, you feel bad for me? You just came up here to make fun of me and tell me, like, that you that you pity me and, you know, I'm just sad and pathetic. And he's like, no, that's not what I was trying to say. And, you know. She storms off and accidentally launches herself in the air. Mm-hmm. Ends up in a in the middle of a river. Thor comes and saves her. Jeez. Yeah. So she's, you know, then she's she gets back to where she's supposed to be. She goes to get her bike and she picks her bike up with one hand up over her head. It's like shit. I've never been able to do that before. Let's see what I can do. Like Nicole was saying, you know, trying to test out her powers. She ends up knocking a tree over. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know she. Uh, she starts learning, like, oh, you know what? You know, after seeing Spider-Man fight, and, you know, I saw him fight the, the Sandman, and, you know, that's when I realized I wanted to be a superhero because I have all these things I can do, and you know, I want to just do good stuff, and, you know, things uh, things don't work out so well for her. Uh, now, Raven Shadow, you are, you are familiar with this character and, and how she interacts with uh, the, the villainous Purple Man. Yes. Why don't you uh, let our, let our uh, audience know a little bit about who the Purple Man is and how his uh, interactions with uh, Jessica Jones went? Uh, downright sleazy. I mean, uh, <laughs> the, it's funny. Like I knew of the Purple Man from the old. Uh, they would do Marvel Universe like updates. It yep. was kind of like their version of Who's Who. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be book. You know, comic sized books A to a certain letter, and it would list who these characters mm-hmm. are. And I had one with the Purple Man, and you know, spoiler spoiler alert. The motherfucker's purple. Um, <laughs> it's really is true. Um, um, but he has this, you know, pheromone powers, and I believe he started out as a daredevil villain, mm-hmm. uh, if memory serves. Um, somehow he died. I know because he was deceased when I read it back in the eighties. But you know, it's a Marvel character or a comic character, so they get better. Yeah. Um, and basically, he kind of took this fledgling hero that was Jessica Jones. What was her? Was she the Sapphire? Jewel. 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 Um, kind of a mid-card hero and basically he was very enamored with her and really manipulated her and used his yeah. mind powers and that's where it got really sick and twisted um, pushing to the point where and I'm not sure how much the show covered this you can, you can yeah. get into as much detail um, as yeah. you want but no it really kind of effed with her head and really you know uh, that's what kind of made me want to read the book there was an issue where it finally revealed what happened um, we knew something happened with, with Kilgrave yes. yeah. and, and Jewel but we didn't know what and the way the issue was done 
half the book would be the main story with the gritty kind of mm-hmm. Max art, and then the flashbacks would be classic Spidey, Mark Begley um, yep. artwork, so that weird juxtaposition from gritty to fun-loving capes and tights. However, the fun-loving capes and tights flashback would be a sleazy hotel room mm-hmm. where... Kilgrave would just manipulate her and would bring in, you know, other women and do sex stuff with and mm-hmm. push her to the brink, but never actually consummate. Really, like, not as much violate the body as he violated her mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. And really broke this character. So it kind of leads to when we see her in the beginning, where she drinks too much, smokes too much, and broken, and it took her out of the game, where she could have been a main event hero, but mm-hmm. ended up being an asterisk. Yeah, because she, you know. he would, he would, uh, you know, to kind of piggyback onto what you're saying, you know, he would, uh, you know, break her emotionally, like they never had sex. Like there is a, you know, we find out about this when she's, you know, kind of talking to Luke Cage, and he would, you know, grab these like two random college girls and like make them, you know, have sex with each other, and like he would mm-hmm. join in, and he would make her feel like she wanted to be a part of it yeah. right. and like beg and beg and plead and he would never give in and like that's how he broke her a down. A lot of Stockholm Syndrome right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I uh, know a lot about that. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> really um, and he would get to the point where you know, he would just, you know, get frustrated because you know, everybody did what he wanted all the time and he would kind of get bored you know, because he had some deep-seated psychological issues himself. Yeah. Yeah. Flaws. Flaws, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One, one or two. And so at one point, he tells her, you know what? Go kill Daredevil. If you run across any other heroes, kill him. I don't care if you go to the Baxter building, the Avengers Mansion, yeah. wherever you go. Yeah. Just go kill Daredevil. So she takes off. Because, you know, at this point, they don't really get into it in the show much, but she can fly. Yeah. yeah. Um, she doesn't really use that power in the show, like maybe once or twice, or yep. maybe it's more of a, like a leap than a flying type thing, yeah. where she'll jump from the, the ground up to a fire escape. Mm-hmm. Um, but she will, uh, he tells her, go kill Daredevil. And the further away that she's away from his connection, like his mind game, she was realizing, hey, like... I can't do this. Like, this is not what I want to do. I don't want to kill these people. And she's realizing in that he's controlling her and that she needs to get away from him. But he's still got such a control over and he's had control over. I think it was like two years that he had her yeah. and was yeah. just torturing her. So she's flying and she comes across the Avengers mm-hmm. and she sees the Scarlet Witch from behind and all she sees is the red. And she's like, oh, that's Daredevil. She goes to fight the Scarlet Witch, and the entire Avengers team is there. Now, (laughs) like you said, she is not uh, an uh, A-list character. She is maybe like a C. Like, she's not in the same league as, like, Spider-Man or Captain America or or the Hulk, certainly. But, you know, normal people, like, you know, muggers and thieves and shit like that, she can take care of. You know, she's got enhanced durability. She's got... You know her uh, her strength. You know her her ability to to fly or leap tall buildings in a single bound, whichever you prefer. Um, but she's no match for the entire Avengers, so yeah. she ends up getting destroyed. Like <laughs> she, the vision yeah. absolutely annihilated her. And thankfully, Miss Marvel or Carol Danvers, yeah, who in in the next couple of years would become Captain Marvel. She goes and saves her and was like, "Hey, you you guys stop!" Like. She wasn't trying to hurt you. And unfortunately, she goes into another coma for yep. a couple of weeks. 
And when she gets out of the coma, you know, the Avengers come to her and they say, we're really sorry for doing this to you. We would want you on the team. And she's just like, no, I'm not going to join your team. Like, where were you when I really needed you? Yeah, she was in the coma for like eight weeks. Yeah, six six to eight weeks. And while she's in the coma, she's visited by Jean Grey, who kind of like, you know, guides her through what she needs to do. But while she's in the coma, she's like, nobody came to visit me. Nobody cared. Nobody knew that I was gone. Nobody. She's like, you know what? Fuck everybody. I'm going to go into business for myself. And Raven Shadow, what does she do for uh, for business? What is her? She's a private investigator. Um, so she kind of, um, you know, she's the, the PI of the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think, am I correct in this or we could look it up. I thought she was originally going to be Jessica Drew. I thought Bendis' love yeah, for Spider-Woman. Yeah, I've heard that as well. Because I believe she was depowered for a time. Um, and I don't know if it was a matter of the things that, that Jones goes through they didn't want to happen to to the future Spider-Woman, well, the original Spider-Woman at least, yeah. or whatnot. But I thought that was the original um, idea for the character. Maybe it evolved. I'm sure it, did, it yeah. definitely yeah. evolved. Yeah, because, you know... The, the Spider-Man type of thing is, you know, it's like, okay, his uncle died. All right, you know, that's traumatic. But what she goes through throughout her life, like, I know there's a there's a, an interaction with her and, and Luke Cage. And I, I haven't read the comics, but I think this is, like, like, one of the first introductions we get where she is so desperate to feel anything. Right. Yeah. That he, you know, she just tells him, she goes, I don't care what you do to me. Do whatever you want. My body is yours. <laughs> but she she got no pleasure from it. She just she was, she was I don't care if I feel pain or humiliation or anger. I just need to feel something. Something, yeah. Because she is that uh, that broken of a character. But Luke Cage, you know, really, you know, brings out her humanity, and you know, they eventually have a child. Yep. And one of the the biggest things that happens between them is, you know, obviously a, a storyline that affected all of the Marvel Universe. And that, of course, was the Civil War mm-hmm. yep. where, you know, Tony Stark and a couple of his his teammates, uh, including, I believe, Carol Danvers, mm-hmm. came yeah. to recruit them. Because they were side. living up in Canada at the time. Because they wanted to get away from it. Yep. They didn't want to deal with it. And Luke Cage says, you know, sorry, um, I'm going to, you know, my wife and my baby are going to stay here, but I'm Team Cap. Right. You know, and so, you know, if you've seen the Civil War movie, this is nothing like that. No. N- not at all. Right. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot more to it. You know, orphans getting killed or some <laughs> shit. It's, it's, it's town. Yeah. <laughs> a town full of little kids. So, no, it's, no, it's not the same as the movie. Well, I think what's, what's cool, though, um, which even happened after Civil War was if we take it back to the book I didn't like, <clears throat> Alias Number One, where I didn't like the version of Luke Cage. I thought he was even more of a character uh, uh, caricature, caricature, yep. and broken down Jessica Jones. The journey that Bendis took them, yeah. you know, over the course of the book, when you learn what happened and their eventual rise, where not only did. Um, they from that scene they eventually fall in love and it mm-hmm. was their their emotions 
together that took him on this journey but luke cage became a main event member of the avengers and yep. even led his own team and you know they have a life together and i believe they're both getting their own ongoing series now so i think it's a remarkable journey that took these characters from you know the bottom you yeah. know from stereotypes to emotions and now they're getting that chance to really shine yeah, and I think, you know, definitely the popularity of the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is certainly helping this out because, you know, now people are like, all right, you know, I need to know a lot about this. I need to know who these characters are. I don't yeah. know who this, you know, especially for the people who, you know, maybe weren't, you know, uh, like with, again, with the next Netflix series, people who didn't know who, who Daredevil was. Mm-hmm. And now you're getting to learn, you know, about Daredevil and Elektra and, you know, the Punisher, yeah. which people are like going crazy right. over. Yeah. Well, it's the first response. Oh, that fucking Affleck movie. Fuck that. You know what I mean? And it's exactly. not his fault. Yep. But it's like, no, watch the show. And, and then Netflix does an amazing job with these Marvel yeah. series. Yeah. And, you know, uh, for me, um, the casting has been excellent. Yeah. They, yes. What I do like about the Marvel Cinematic Universe is their casting is just spot on. Like, they really take the time. Like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, when there's a Captain Marvel movie, where is this movie going to happen? They're taking time to find the right person. And, you know, in the end, we're getting rewarded with phenomenal performances from these amazing actors playing our favorite characters. Right. And one of the reasons... Um, what really got me in- interested in watching the the Netflix Jessica Jones mm-hmm. is the fact that they casted Kristen Ritter. Yeah, and She's I phenomenal. yeah I've I've been a fan of uh, she was um, the lead character in Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment Twenty Three, <laughs> um, you know, and uh, you know she's done some other bit stuff and some modeling work, and she's just kind of like a badass chick in real life. So the fact that uh, they decided to ca- uh, cast her. Um, I was like, oh yeah, I'll I'll absolutely check this out. And, and then you know, coming off of the the heels of the first season of Daredevil, yeah. which was just so dark and mm-hmm. and researching because I'm not huge into comic books, like actually reading them, yeah. but I do like their portrayals in in cinema and stuff. Um, researching this character, I was just like, ooh, they're, they're, the are, are they going to go there? Like, are they really yeah. going to go there? And and they did. And I enjoy how uh, in the series itself, you're seeing the aftermath. Mm-hmm. of of yeah. everything so you know she's broken free from the purple man and mm-hmm. she's trying to live her life or at least what's left of yeah. it you know trying to pick herself up trying to dust herself off and and you know uh, luke cage is is introduced and i know we'll talk more about him next episode but you know you you start to see like her uh form relationships mm-hmm. again um, versus, you know, what he, uh, Kilgrave did to her in, yeah. in the past. So I just thought it was kind of like a, a really interesting place to start. You know, they didn't really give you much of a backstory on this character. You do kind of see uh, little little things as the series pr- progresses over the, the first season. Mm-hmm. Um but I just thought it was very interesting that they chose that specific spot mm-hmm. to pick up the show mm-hmm. and pick up the story and, and, and go with that. Well, it is like the series is basically on the first comics of the Alias comics. And it goes like all the grittiness is really transformed into the show. And it's I really love the comics and I really love the show. And, I, you know, there are some 
things different and like her best friend is different which I was kind of like no I wish she didn't change the best friend but um, her best friend is Patsy Walker on the show who's Hellcat who's another character we should definitely talk about um, and her relationship her they get to explore the relationships more on the show compared to on in the comics which makes the show so f- despite all the bad shit that happens the relationships and all the development in the show makes it so much better yeah and there is there is a lot of character development (laughs) and you know she's such a badass like i can't believe we haven't said that yet like jessica jones is Is such a a fucking badass like it's so refreshing to see like in this plethora of of male superheroes it's nice to see just this another female really just awesome chick just kicking ass and taking names and holding her own and it's definitely something that you know i i watched it and i was like you know I think I'm gonna pull my leather jacket out of the closet. Yeah. You know, like I'm just like it's just it's so it's so empowering. Like she is a very empowering, you know, female lead, and it's just awesome to see. And especially with so many, you know, taboo and dark things that happen in the world, they d- address certain topics, and I enjoy. Despite I hate all the topics that they do talk about, it's nice to see a show that, despite jessica jones being a superhero she is a human too right and And dealing with all the aftermaths of all her abuse all the hell that she's been through it's nice to see being able to watch her kind of overcome everything you know it's kind of um you know people can watch it and see jessica jones kind of like as a as a metaphor for them like you know she was able to kind of you know overcome all of this stuff that she's been through and you know it's some really just fucked up shit yeah you know that that she was involved with and for her to to just maintain her dignity yeah. and her pride at the end, you know, even though I mean, it, it, you kind of see her finding that again mm-hmm. over the season. Yeah. Um, you know, Luke Cage definitely helps her uh, with that. Um, Whiskey also definitely <laughs> helps her with Whiskey. that. Um, but she's just I, I love her because she's just such a multidimensional character yeah. and she's just so many layers you know it's just i love it i i I think she's great i I agree i agree fully and i it's it's nice because the jessica jones in the comics um she does alias and then they did a pulse series for about a couple years i think two years and then she was just in and out of comics for the next couple years and now due to due to the success of the netflix series Brand um, Brenda's comes back with a new series. I think it's coming out in October of Jessica Jones. I'm so looking I, forward to that. I will have the comics. I will bring them in for you. Yeah. And it's it looks phenomenal. I read a few um, pages of it. I'm excited it, to see where this journey is going to go with Jessica Jones. Yeah, and you know, kind of to to borrow what you guys were saying. You know, she is a badass character. You know, and it is nice to see a, a woman like this. But I mean, she's obviously not the first, you know, badass woman character. You know, no. that's obviously Wonder Woman. You know, and then we've seen other characters over the years. You know, different portrayals of different characters. You know, like Wonder Woman. You know, and Storm and Rogue and and uh, Xena, Warrior Princess. But she's the first one that isn't like you know, I'm this highborn. You know, she's relatable. Noble. Yeah, right. that's she's what makes her different real. from the other. She's characters. a real character. Like you know, Wonder Woman. Yeah, she's. 
you know, this princess, you know, she was molded into clay and Zeus, Zeus breathed life into her and that's yeah. where she came right. from. And Storm is worshipped, worshipped as a goddess in, yeah. you know, in, uh, was she Kenya? Where she was from? Uh, Africa. Uh, yeah, with Kenya's place. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big place. I mean. uh, for some reason, I want to say Kenya. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, but then you get her, and she's like, you know, I'm from Hell's Kitchen, and you know, this is where I live now. And well, that's the thing. I think. I think, despite, um, and I, I'm, once again, I, I'm, I'm barely a dude, let alone uh, speak for the for the female population. <laughs> um, you know, there have been after some rough times in the golden. Age and early silver yeah. age, but when you get the names that Ke- that Patsy mentioned, your Starfire, your Donna Troy, Wonder Girl, um, you know, X Men characters have always been portrayed very strong. Even Kitty Pride, I think, in a in a film, television, or cinematic verse, it really has always been Wonder Woman. It's mm-hmm. you know, you get Black Widow, but I mean, I don't know, is, is Black Widow really relatable? No. Um, she's you know more over sexualized than yeah. than Wonder Woman is. Yeah, and because that's part of her gimmick too. She is in espionage and, yeah. and yeah. that kind of stuff. But I mean, you have Halle Berry, but I don't think she was never really given the right script or given the right yeah. Catwoman, platform. Catwoman, just in general, Catwoman is always portrayed like that. Jessica Jones is not portrayed like she's as gritty. a sexual yeah. object. She's yeah. portrayed as a woman. Like a person. Another person that just came into mind is one of my absolute favorite people, Agent Carter, who she doesn't in the comics, you know, she's just there as Steve Rogers, like, you know, quote unquote, love interest. And then see, look what happened to her now with the Mm -hmm. cinematic universe. She's evolved. She was just a supporting character. And so many people, especially women fans, loved her and she had her own series and I'm so pissed that they canceled the series but you see that you know she just because she's a woman she can do everything a guy can do and she can fuck people up and it's kind of nice to see that now with especially with the Marvel Cinematic Universe they're taking all these you know quote unquote supporting cast and making it making these female characters bigger characters and you know showing you know, there's some re- relatability between them and to us. Yeah. No, and, I, and we need the, more of that. We yes. need more of that. More, you know, strong, relatable female leads. As much know? as I, I'm in, intrigued by the new Wonder Woman, I'm never going to be Wonder Woman. No, but you know, you, you know what you're going to get with Wonder Woman. Yes. You know exactly how, you know, I'm going to be noble. I'm going to do the right thing. Yes. She's the girl Superman. Yeah. Like that's essentially what she is, and with Jessica Jones and Agent Carter, you are gonna see, you know, women just kicking ass and trying to be a bigger part of this grand picture of trying to save people. And and she and she'll she'll drink too much, she'll smoke too hey, much. Yeah, so I was gonna say, you know, she'll she'll, she'll, she'll wake up and she'll brush her teeth with whiskey, and I'm yeah, like, wow, right. that's the most relatable thing I've ever seen in my life. And you know, make, like make poor decisions with men. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, like I'll not be Thor, but I could damn sure be you know, Constantine. And, and yep. she, yeah. <laughs> she rolls out of bed and she just rolls with the punches. Yeah. and you know, it's it's refreshing and awesome to to see that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that she's uh, an excellent character. Um, I think that she knows who she is. She knows where she's come from. She knows where she's going. And um, and I'm really looking forward to season two, which comes out in 2017. One God of my, damn it. One of my favorite. Yeah, yeah well, it, 2017 is three months from now. 
Oh, God oh. damn it. Oh, 2018, I think. I don't know. It, it's, they're but going it, through, they have this whole thing where they're getting all the yeah, defenders together and right, having the show. They're doing what um, Netflix is doing, what the, the Marvel Studios are doing, mm-hmm. where, you know, it's, you know, the slowest of slow burns leading up to a big climactic thing. Like with the cinematic universe, they're talking about, you know, the, uh, the, uh, what you call it, the Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I'm pretty sure because they said there's going to be like over 60 characters in this film. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they're going to, you know, not do what DC did, and they're going to take like all right. So Kristen Ritter will be, you know, Jessica Jones in the Infinity Wars. You know, they'll have, you know, uh, you know, all all the act. You know, character res- continuity. Yeah. I wonder if they're yes. going to really put a lot of the television characters on the film because I, I think they will. Because I mean, they think they're about having- the backlash that DC is having right now, where it's like. Oh, Ezra Miller's The Flash. You know how you've been watching Grant Gustin for f- like three years as The yeah. Flash? Now we cast somebody else. Hey, you really like Stephen Amell as the, the Arrow? Guess what? It's somebody else. It all makes sense, though. The multiverse. Yeah. Ooh. It's true. Flashpoint. Well, I'm hoping Ooh. that... I mean, I... I <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking movie. <laughs> I mean, I know that they try to do that with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which, you know, they do try to tie in things that are happening with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm just a little concerned because they try so hard with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and that became a shit show. It falls flat completely, though. They try it, and they can't get the they can't get the stars from the movies. Like, I know they got Sif, but they're not going to get, you know, the big stars. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. And it just feels like they're, like, kind of coasting. On the peripheral yeah. of these events, but but they're never going to get those, those people to be in the movie, you know? Or in the show, I mean. Yeah. So I just think, I think it's... I actually think I think I prefer DC's way of doing it because it just feels like it's cheap. Yeah, yeah. but it's I, I don't mind having you know these guys are having their own story. Like I don't want Robert Downey Jr. to show up in an episode of Luke Cage. You know what I mean? Like I don't mind having the the Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist crossover, mm-hmm. yeah. especially because one of my favorite things that they do is when you see the artwork for um, like the poster art for Daredevil. He's like standing at a crossroads and you look off in the distance and you see Avengers Tower. Mm-hmm. Now, they do the exact same style for Jessica Jones. I mean, it's tinted more purple, you know, because okay. of, uh, you know, her her background. But you can also see, you know, Avengers yeah. Tower in the background. Oh, I never noticed but that. But it's at a yeah. slightly different really? angle, so it's almost like They're going to come in the middle. They're all going to meet up. Yeah. Oh no shit. Yeah. So if you look, at, you know, I'm sure Luke Cage is going to be the same, same way. With you'll Iron see Fist. it and you'll and Oh, I never noticed that. That's yeah, cool. if you if you put them together, you can kind of see like they're looking they're heading to the same direction, but they're all coming from different places. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a lot of people didn't notice that, but I watched like, you know, these in-depth trailer breakdowns and things like that, and I was like that's really awesome because the defenders, you know, they are the guys, you know, and that's Jessica Jones. Well, for this and for the in, all this intents and purposes. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be Jessica Jones. It's going to be Luke Cage, Iron Fist and uh, Daredevil and probably the Punisher, too. I'm going to guess. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. They are still talking about if it, that's going to be in the works. But I'm guessing that, you know. But at least those four, right? As part of uh, part of phase one of yeah, yeah. Of, uh, and they'll Netflix. they'll get into you know they'll they'll meet up and they'll do their thing. They're the guys that you know take on you know the the bad guys that are too powerful for you know cops and maybe the military to handle. But 
not nearly powerful enough for the Avengers to even notice mm-hmm. and pay attention to. Mm-hmm. So, well, more street level. I mean, I would say they're doing going to get some weird supernatural shit with the hand next season. Yep. Yeah. I would think you know, especially um, where they've already introduced Elektra. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think it's just it's 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 a great time to be to be a nerd. Uh, yeah. Especially <laughs> if, if yeah. Yes. I'll tell you, it was a lot different back in '88. I'll tell you that much. I you know I remember you know being a kid you know growing up wanting to watch. All I these. wouldn't now. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're a child of the '90s. <laughs> 89. Okay, get it right. I was born in 89, and then I had the 90s. Which is when Batman came out, the Tim Burton, and it was kind of okay to wear a Batman t-shirt to school. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you couldn't wear it every day, but it was okay to wear Batman. You couldn't wear your Green Lantern stuff, but Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, that was okay. Yeah. Maybe the Hulk. Anybody (laughs) else, forget about it. So I think uh, with that being said, I think we're going to go ahead and we're going to get on to our uh, final break. And we will come back from our break with a brand new song. Thank God. This I'm done with this mouse. a brand new song. Uh, we're we're going to give the uh, Tiny White song a rest. We have a, a song from a listener. Mr. Jeremy McFarland has given us a song for Agent Nicole. Nice. And when we come back from break, we are going to have the world premiere <laughs> of the Agent Nicole song. So uh, <laughs> you're killing me, I know, man. I know. Well, I thought I thought you were ready, so I stopped. And like you weren't, then you are. And then I was like, all right. Uh. So producer Ralphie, when you have a second, please take us to break. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's, that's my God fault. damn it, Patrick. It's, it's, it's not got, that hard. You watch TV shows, right, Patrick? I do. Whenever they go to break, there's a cliffhanger. There's something like like oh, they can't cut it right here. But I did cliffhang. I was I'm like, about oh, to come back. It'll be. I'm about to kill I, Patrick. You're like, <laughs> all right, Johnny. Oh I got my results back from the doctor, <laughs> and then we're gonna find out. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band. We destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and trick-or-treat radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This uh, podcast is now banned in Germany. It's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. Okay. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action. It had suspense. It had great characters. It had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey short. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The okay. box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Arrivederci. Deuce bags. This October, the Deadites return to the stage on which they made their name, in the room they made dangerous. October 15th, it's trip-hop goddess Mary Catman, the nerdcore sounds of Agents of Chaos, and the evil grooves of rhetoric. And then, it's the dead, it's the rad, it's the funky, it's the Deadites. October 15th, Rock and Shock Weekend, it's the best night of the best weekend of the year at the Cove Music Hall in beautiful Worcester, Massachusetts. 
It's the return of the Deadites Halloween Extravaganza, hosted by the voice of Talk Without Rhythm, El Goro. Agent Nicole song from good friend of the show, Jeremy McFarland. Jeremy, thank you very much for thank this amazing song. Thank you so much. Song. The first time I listened to it, I kind of got a little teary-eyed just because well, like, it's so nice. Like I didn't expect the song. I know we were all joking about it, but then it actually came to life, and I was like, holy fuck, I have a song. Like, yay! Yeah, and it's, you know, perfect length. You know, it's Ooh. it's yeah. <laughs> Giggity. Have you heard that before, Patrick? I had, <laughs> I had, I enjoyed it quite a bit. As soon as uh, I received it, actually, uh, Mr. McFarlane and I. No, no. Back and forth. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! You meant something else. The perfect Ooh. length. Wow. <laughs> No, no, no. Actually, he hears it comes a little too short. Oh, oh quite often. Shit. Mm. Yeah. The gauntlet has been laid. <laughs> yeah, so is my wife. <laughs> I didn't hear you complaining uh, during vacation. Okay, that's a conversation for another day. That's Stop because that. you, had, you had something covering her mouth. Or for the past... <laughs> oh, hey, oh, I was drunk. <laughs> that's what they all say. Well, I don't even... Nope, nope, nope. We're gonna, we're gonna. Moving on. He's hey, not yeah. moving on. In the car. You know what? You we're don't gonna... listen. Maybe this is why. Maybe I you know should what? be in the middle of. It. Hey, it wasn't. My... She started it. She started it. So, so I got a new song, and I'm excited. Yeah, we have a new song. New and, song. Uh, no more mouse shit. So we also got a, a very nice. Um, you know, as we heard from Nick earlier, uh, we also got some feedback from uh, Riku, who also suggested an episode, and that was our. Uh, our episode about guts from the anime slash manga uh, Berserk. I keep almost calling it dessert. <laughs> and I <laughs> mm, <laughs> Patrick's always hungry. I am. I am. And uh, he said, good show, you guys. I think it's a great starting point to make people get interested in Berserk. There really is a lot. I've been in there for so long, I forget how hard it'd be to get people in. Because I said, thank you, you know, and we're glad that we... Uh, we can't take these two anywhere. <laughs> Apparently, this is high school. It's not easy, Patrick. It's not. It's not. We should no. do our own podcast, right? It's Ugh. very hard to get it in. <laughs> I'm so Another thing, Patrick never hears. Oh. <laughs> I'm not even. You know, nope. 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 I had to come back for that. So, so Twitter. Yeah. So Twitter. You know, you're interrupting nice things that our listeners are saying about us. How much did you pay them? I did not pay them. How much did Nicole pay them? I still have money in my account, so we're good. Yeah, that's because the check hasn't cleared yet. Uh, 
But Riku did say, I hope this got you guys curious about the series. It really and maybe did. checking out the manga or shows. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm really interested because I thought this was a great conversation. Yes. I enjoyed it quite a bit. And I enjoyed doing the research They felt for kind it. of bad because it had a little bit of, um, a little bit of, a. I can't even think of the word. He, he felt. Or pineapple. They, mm, pineapples. Um, he felt, they felt bad that it was kind of gory. And I was like, oh, no, it's all right. It's. It's yeah, because you're not a huge uh, uh, gore fan, but, you know, that's okay. But, you know, the, uh, I thought it was good. You know, we watched really a couple good. of uh, couple of uh, scenes that really encapsulated who the character is. Mm-hmm. So. so, what we're going to do next is, uh, you know, a little segment we like to do for Nicole. I don't have anything this week. No, you have to have something this okay, week. Okay, fine. I'll figure something You'll out. Figure something. Think about it for a minute while we are... Uh, Stalling for just a moment, because this is uh, one of the better segments of the show. Uh, I do enjoy this quite a bit, and uh, this is definitely something that uh, that Wolfie came up with for you, because you know Wolfie's creative like that, and uh, you know he knows his he knows his stuff, and he uh, has a vast resource of uh, knowledge, and. Uh, are you done stalling? <laughs> <laughs> I just was gonna let him keep going. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just waiting for you. As soon as you're ready, <laughs> I've been ready for a few seconds. I was like, <laughs> well, you can go right ahead, and I will uh, hand this over to uh, Agent Nicole. Um, the agent Nicole Files. I'm on the spot of thinking of one. Uh, so let's see. I've done comedians. I've done comics. I've done films. I've done TV. Um, let's go with another film. It's a rom com. I know a lot of people are like rom coms, but it rom ha- space night. Yes. Ooh. Um, this rom com is actually on Netflix. It's called Man Up. And it has Simon Pegg and Lake Bell, who are two of my favorite actors. The Body of Water or The Actress? The Actress. Okay. That would have been a weird movie. A weird movie. Um, I can't think of the synopsis at the moment, but seriously, it's really funny. Go check it out. That's all I have. I have something I can add. Uh, earlier today, I was, uh, while waiting for my, my PlayStation 4 to update, I, uh, I was... You know, playing around on the PlayStation Store, seeing what they had for free, and uh, I know there's a lot of horror fans out there, and I know some of you are gamers as well. I downloaded the playable demo for Resident Evil 7, oh, shit. and I am a, a big horror fan, and very, very rarely do I ever jump at a movie. Yeah. I jumped twice during this demo Oh wow! in about 15 minutes, Oh wow! because you wake up. And you have to escape from this house. So, you know, you're walking around, you're looking for things. And, you know, I'm a veteran of these games. I've played all of them. I've beaten, I think, almost all of them. And, you know, you know to look for different things hidden here and there. And, you know, one of the things you have to do is you have to find a videotape. And you find a videotape and you put it in there, put it in the VCR that's in there. And it shows how different the house is. But you're the same character that was taking the video earlier in the day. And all this shit is different. Mm -hmm. So you're looking around like... Why is there no ladder there? Why is this thing locked? How was this locked before? Oh, what shit. is going on? 
hey, there's a trap door here. What the fuck's going right, on? Right, right, right. And then a couple of things, like you're walking around in the attic, and then the phone rings, and you're like, what the fuck? Right, right, right. And then some crazy shit happens as you're, as you're exploring the house. Like, you have to get out, but I, did, I didn't get out. <laughs> I did not get out. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Well, I still remember the original Resident Evil when it came out. What was that? Ninety ninety one, maybe? No, I think no ninety seven. Yeah, because it was PlayStation one. Yeah, I don't know why the hell I said ninety one. Eighty four. No, that was Pac Man. <laughs> Similar. Um, Eighty two, whatever the fuck. But no, um, I'm sure it's gotten a lot better. Resident uh, Tron. Resident, that'd be a fucking game. <laughs> But yeah, even that game though, you know, that was really one of the first survival horror movie you know, games. Yeah. And you know, you're walking down the hallway and you're like, the fuck's going to happen? And then all the dogs start jumping out yeah, at yeah. you. Oh, yeah. Fuck those dogs. <laughs> Fuck them. Um So, uh <coughs> we are getting down towards the end of the opening bracket of our uh, our throwdown here. And let me find my paper that I no way. There it is. I got it. Is I got it next it. to the sexy ducks? It's not next to the sexy Ooh. ducks. <laughs> it's in front of the sexy ducks. They were cute for an hour. Yes. <laughs> there were 60 sexy ducks. Um, so we are down to the final four. The final countdown. And uh, I know Nicole and I are very, uh, very far behind. On well, <laughs> well, I was more far behind because I had to do your shit this week. So Yeah. Last week, whatever, this week. Yeah, this past week. While I was on vacation, drinking wine on the beach, watching the sunset. Do, 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 do. That was my song. It That's sucked. Song. I'm going to start using <laughs> that as a, as a comeback from break song. Um, so we, this week, um, we have the champion of the out of this world bracket facing off against the champion of the guns are fun bracket. And... So I'll give you a quick rundown of what's been going on. In the Guns Are Fun bracket, we had Sarah Connor defeating Lara Croft. We had Black Widow defeating Cherry Darling. And then we had Black Widow defeating Sarah Connor mm-hmm. to become the champion of that division. Oh. We also had Ellen Ripley defeating Leia Organa. And then we had Rey, you know, from Star Wars The Force Awakens. We don't know her last name yet. Akbar. <laughs> yes, Rey Akbar, the likeliest. <laughs> Ray D2. There you go. Ray 2 D2. Ray Lone Star. She was... Yes. Ray. <laughs> Ray Lone Star. Yeah, actually, we... No we Princess star. Ray Lone Star. There you go. We, we watched that movie the other day, and I said, those are Ray's parents. Yeah. She, she did look Jewish to me. She did. <laughs> uh, so Ray defeated Vasquez from Aliens, and okay. then uh, overwhelmingly defeated Ellen Ripley. Sorry, Stephanie. Wait, so, Ray defeated Ripley? Yeah. Ray defeated Ripley, and in, in overwhelmingly. I, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> and so now we have Jedi in training Ray, Kenobi, Skywalker, Lone Star. 2D2. Calrissian. Calrissian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Ray Baca. Ray Baca. <laughs> that would be more outrageous. Remain Stamos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, great Blackie as the Jedi He comes in General Hospital I never watched Genital Hospital <laughs> what, what about uh, Windu? Oh yeah Ooh. <laughs> um, Isn't that funny that he flew out a window? It is yeah, Windu. <laughs> <laughs> Just an observation But uh, she will be 
facing Black Widow, who is a very formidable opponent. I know she's not Force-sensitive or anything like that, but, you know, she can handle herself pretty well. You know, she's, uh, she's not afraid to back down against anybody. Mm. So I think this is going to be a pretty good matchup. As long as uh, people don't add random characters <coughs> to... Rocky. Well, Rocky <coughs> hasn't been the only one. There have been other people... Jeremy, that... Mc... Jeremy McFarlane. Yeah. <coughs> people add... Stop adding people <laughs> Follow the, the fucking rules, goddammit! <laughs> Listen to the show and you'll know that it's a matchup between two characters and you don't just start adding people willy-nilly, okay? <laughs> All willy-nilly. I, this week when I was putting up the poll, I was like, oh, shit, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I got stuck and I was like, I'm not dealing with this shit anymore. This is why you do all the So polling. the fight is Ray and Black Widow. Not Ray and Black Widow and Catwoman or Ray <laughs> and Black Widow and Kit from Knight Rider. It is just Ray versus Black Widow. There is no one else. So please let us <laughs> stick to that. Um, or you're gonna get a spanking at Rock and Chalk. No, don't promise. Ooh. I was gonna <laughs> say, hold on. Daredevil shows up. <laughs> Wait, we could charge money for that. So uh, hold, hold off on that. Um, yeah, sweetie, donate twenty-five dollars. Donate twenty-five dollars. You will get a, a spanking from Rocket. You can choose with your pants on. Yes, yes. <laughs> and yes. you can fully choose. clothed. You can choose. We will, you know, you give you the option of open hand <laughs> or with a little paddle. And then for the second option, left butt cheek, right butt cheek, or there's an option for both. Yes. Yeah, but that costs we'll extra. Yeah, extra. Yeah. So twenty five dollars donate to our lovely fundraiser, and yes. you can get you a spanking. <laughs> get spanked by Nicole. That will probably be more popular than any of the other reward tiers we have. Twenty five for one <laughs> cheek, forty for both. So that's Ooh, a good that's deal. That's a good deal. I feel like I'm getting pimped. <laughs> well, Ooh, you, you know shouldn't have come up. <laughs> You are the one who came up with this idea. It is true. I actually have a riding crop. All right, we'll do that. Yeah, I remember when we bought it, we bought it at a place in Provincetown called Toys of Arrows. And the gentleman running the store said... What, did uh, Ollie, uh, Oliver Queen, sell yeah. it to you? She <laughs> had a boxing glove. He showed glove. him his <laughs> 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 It's an arrow with a dildo. <laughs> no, arrows, E-R-O-S. <laughs> That's not as fun. And, and the gentleman said, do you ride? And, <laughs> and Miss Von Nightmare said, well, not horses. <laughs> and I, oh, the only thing I remember... <laughs> I remember the... Uh, the packaging on this says that the uh, the end is uh, ceramic and suitable for insertion. So on that note, you guys talk what about the hell? penetration with uh, <laughs> with fake things a lot. <laughs> hey, you know whatever works. You know we're not here to judge anyone. No, we, of course not. We did talk about the the uh, the, the. Oh, the okay. Sex stuff. I was. That's like, what, what I'm talking fuck? about. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck did? Yeah. What? Sorry, I'm so tired. Uh, what we should do? Ooh, another fun thing that we could do: we get a bunch of vibrators and have them race at uh, Rocket Shock. <laughs> <laughs> Vibrator the race. Vibrators or the people using them. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> that might be for the after party. The Ooh. VIP party. <laughs> hey. We won't know until you donate. Yeah. VIP vibrators in people. There you go. <laughs> 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 
We may even have a contest. Who can fit the most vibrators? Whoa. <laughs> this is a weird show. <laughs> the Raven Channel wasn't ready for this. This is outrageous. So I know I normally, I normally do the science fact, but I am going to allow my, uh, my, lovely, my lovely better half, who is a biochemist, to give us a fun and exciting science fact. I know she wasn't prepared for this, and I'm just bringing this on her at the last moment. So can, st- can I do a st- wine recommendation yeah. instead? Oh, yeah. I'll do, science. Science. I'll do okay, a so science here's fact the- after. Patsy okay. has tried to fuck science. I've seen <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't end well. Okay, so as we've mentioned before this past week, um, we were on vacation, and I drink a lot of wine, and I drink a lot of wine on vacation. And uh, recently, um, Apothic, which is a fantastic vineyard has uh, based out of California, um, has released. It's a limited release. It's called Apothic Inferno. It is a red blend that is aged in whiskey barrels. So I saw the commercial for that. It's fucking incredible. Like, seriously, if you enjoy a nice, bold red wine and if you like whiskey, you're really going to love this because it has just like that nice, full body, just robust dryness of a a really just bold red blend um, with that spice and that bite you know, that, that, that you get from whiskey, but it's so smooth as well. Like, it's just, it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous wine. Um, we so good. drank it, sunset on the beach. Uh, it was it was just perfection. But yeah, I Apothic uh, Inferno, it is a limited release. Um, so it's, it's a little bit more expensive than some of their other wines. Um, but it's delicious. It's also it's, a higher alcohol content. Yeah. Uh, I drank half a bottle and I was like, woo! So, um, uh, yeah, highly recommended. Definitely, you know, if you enjoy wine, especially red wine, and if you enjoy whiskey, it's definitely uh, something to pick up. Yes. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Uh, we are big fans of the Apothic brand, and this was... I think yeah, the 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 well the the apothic dark is my absolute favorite. It's a really just dry, dark red blend, and like it's dry. it's delicious. Um, but yeah, apothic inferno, definitely check it out. It's it's amazing. All right, um, so I will do a science fact, and then we'll uh, we'll yeah, end the show. Yeah, So, the lowest temperature ever uh, created by a laboratory is one half of a nano kelvin. Uh, to give you an idea of that, that is one billionth of a degree Fahrenheit. Uh, and it is so cold that it can stop light particles. Think the uh, opening scene of Star Wars when Kylo Ren stops the blaster bolt. Okay. Same type of thing. That's how cold this is. I feel like you've said this fact before. I've used, I've talked about, uh, you know, absolute absolute zero. and oh, Okay, and, maybe that's why I'm thinking. You know, how to convert Kelvin to Fahrenheit, yep, things okay. like that. Um, and uh, I think that's going to go ahead and do it. Uh, Raymond Shadow, thank you very much for for joining us and dropping some yes, Jessica thank Jones you knowledge. So much. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. Absolutely, and come back next week. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, we'll talk about Luke Cage and his roots in Black Spoilers. And also, thank you, Ashes Von Nightmare, for coming on the show as well. Yeah, you're welcome. I love you. I love you. <laughs> All right, and everybody. We'll see you next. See Thursday. you next Thursday.